0: Hello everyone, my name is Andy Summers and welcome to episode 12 of Reviving the Soul. Now Adam knew his wife and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. And the Lord had a regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest anyone who found him should attack him. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Genesis 4, 1-16 Last week, we ended with the expulsion of Adam and Eve from the garden. This must have been excruciatingly difficult for the couple, considering that the rest of the world had been untouched and unexplored. Nothing would be provided as it was in the garden. Adam would now have to figure out how to provide for he and his wife. Although the last chapter ended on a grave note, chapter 4 does begin with a glimmer of hope. Adam, believing in the promise of God that from his wife would come a man who would crush the head of the serpent, gave her a name that meant mother of all the living. And soon after, Adam and Eve conceived and brought into the world the very first baby. Eve, understanding that this surely was an act of the creator, named the baby boy Cain. Adam and Eve then had a second son, and Eve called him Abel. Adam and Eve had begun a family. Cain followed in his father's footsteps as the firstborn and became a farmer, while Abel became a shepherd. Both were noble professions, each having their importance within the new society that their small family was creating. And then, in the course of time, both Abel and Cain brought offerings to the Lord. Abel brought an offering from his flock, while Cain brought a grain offering from his harvest. God gives regard to Abel's offering and rejects Cain's. Now, there has been some speculation on why Abel's was better than Cain's. It has been said that blood offerings are more honorable than grain offerings. However, this is not the case because when God gives details to the Israelites on how offerings are to be given, God honors both grain and blood offerings alike. So the key to understanding this text is found in verses three and four. It says that Cain brought an offering from the fruit of the ground, but Abel brought the firstborn and its fat portions. This indicates that Cain brought an offering but he was apparently indifferent. Meanwhile, Abel was careful about his, offering God the pick of the flock. The difference in the two offerings were not in their contents, but rather the hearts of those who gave. Abel came to God on God's terms, while Cain came to God on Cain's terms. Hebrews chapter 11 gives us some more insight into Abel's offering, telling us that Abel's offering was given by faith. Cain's was not a faith, but rather of his own presumption. He was the captain of his own heart. Many of the Old Testament prophets speak of Cain's heart condition. God does not want an elaborate ceremony and he's not interested in any kind of man-made worship, but rather he's interested in a broken and contrite heart. He will accept a heart that loves justice, is kind and is humble before the Lord. None of which describes Cain. Cain's heart condition is proven in his wicked response to God's rejection. Cain was very angry and his face fell. While Cain could have taken God's rejection as a way to learn and repent of his sin and trust in the goodness of his Creator, he chose not to. Instead, Cain began to deal with such great anger and hatred that God warned Cain of the growing sin within his own heart. God simply said, Hey, if you do well, you will be rewarded. But if you don't do well, that sin forming in your heart is a crouching beast and it's waiting to devour you. You must control it. Unfortunately, Cain did not heed God's warning. For while Cain and his brother were in a field, Cain murdered Abel. Now, we are not sure how Cain enacted this wicked and heinous act. We do know that the murder would have had to be intimate. For there were no modern weapons to depersonalize it. Cain would have used a knife, a rock, or his bare hands and looked his brother in the eye. Cain had fallen to such evil depravity as this that over something as small as jealousy would cause him to rise up against his little brother whom he had grown up with and kill him. Why? Why would Cain kill his brother? Dietrich Bonhoeffer asked the same rhetorical question and observed that although Cain did hate his brother, the hate was rooted in Cain's hatred for God. And that is what murder is, an act of hatred toward God for accepting another who offends us or troubles us or is favored with gifts and honors we do not have or stands in our way. That is why Jesus likens hatred to murder, because it is a spiritual murder. Then, just as God confronted his parents in the garden, God will now confront Cain. Where is your brother? Now, when God questioned Adam, at least Adam told the truth, Cain comes right out and lies. I don't know. God then says, what have you done? The blood of your brother is crying out to me from the ground. Now, up until this point, Cain didn't realize he couldn't hide his sin from God. God now, just as he placed a curse on his parents, will now curse Cain himself. The earth would no longer produce anything for him. He will be a wanderer on the earth. Now Cain laments at this point and he says that this is far too much for him to bear and if anybody were to see him, they would kill him. Now notice that Cain is not being repentant here. He's rather just being concerned with himself. He's afraid of what may come of him. The next part is very interesting because God hears Cain's pitiful cry and extends his grace to this wicked murderer. Although God has cursed Cain for his sin, God now promises that if anyone kills Cain, vengeance will be taken on him as sevenfold. Then God put a mark of protection on Cain so that no one would harm him. What? This dark passage of scripture tells us something very important, that no person is out of the reach of God's grace. God did not turn away from Cain when he presented his arrogant offering. God came to Cain prior to the murder, warning him to control himself. And then God listened to Cain's unrepentant heart and chose to protect him. This is amazing grace. The scripture then tells us that Cain went out of the presence of the Lord and settled in Nod. We do not know if Cain ever repented or what became of him. Nevertheless, Cain was not beyond God's grace. So there is great hope for us. For why we were still sinners, Christ died for us, and according to Hebrews 12, we can now come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. For Abel's blood spoke out for vengeance, but the blood of Jesus speaks out forgiveness. Reviving the Soul is available on all listening platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and many others. If you have any questions, please feel free to leave a comment on my Facebook page at Psalm19Revive. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. And until next time, apply all of Scripture to all of life.